Hi, everybody. Sorry about that. I'm Kate. I'm an alcoholic. Thanks so much, first of all, Susan, my beautiful sponsor, for um, inviting me to be her 10-minute speaker. And already just hanging out with you guys for, you know, the meeting before the meeting, my spirits have been lifted amazingly. Um, so good to be with our tribe in this brave new world of AA. And um, I'm also quite amazed that I'm pulling off the technology part, if, if I am. Um, I've had a lot of trouble with uh, sound when trying to do Zoom meetings, so I hope everyone can hear me. Oh, and my phone keeps calling. So I'm sitting in my car with my family who keeps running up to the car windows, even though I was trying to avoid them. Um, so I'm going to try to keep them out as much as possible. But um, so I, as of January 1st of this year, I have 30 years sober with uh, the same sponsor since my, about my third week of sobriety, um, who you'll get to hear in a little bit. And she's, uh, she's my lifesaver and my road dog. And I was reflecting earlier that um, just a few months before I got sober, what my life had been reduced to. You know, I had grown up in, in the South Bay, um, sort of had a typical life of a kids growing up in the 60s and 70s, you know, although in my family, my parents were very left-wing and, and big activists, and I had five older brothers and sisters who were all big, you know, hippie partiers, and so I got introduced to um, drinking very young, and, um, you know, and then started with, you know, marijuana and LSD when I was in junior high, which horrifies me now because I'm a junior high teacher, and I just what did I do to my poor little brain but um so you know and it was a lot of fun I mean I had a lot of fun for for a while um then um I got pregnant young had my first child at 18 and um moved up into the wilds of Humboldt County I mean out in the boonies um on 40 acres and um you know my life sort of started to unravel at that point I mean I had had consequences in my teens from drinking, but really once I, um, I mean, I was still a teen when I moved up there. Um, my baby was eight months old and uh, went up there and built a house and started doing what they do in Humboldt County, you know, growing gardens. And um, uh, I was so, so unprepared for that lifestyle to be out in the middle of nowhere, to be away from my family. And that's when drinking became really my best friend I mean alcohol was my lifesaver at that time there's no way I could have survived emotionally without it but as things turned you know I I left the marriage I was in I ran across the meadow and moved in with another guy and he was like the uh the known drinker of what the place is called salmon creek you know he was like the wild man and um Moved in with him and kept up with him drink for drink and um, punch for punch. You know, we started to get, uh, uh, it was a daily thing. Things got very violent. Um, and that just kind of started the series of leave a relationship, get into another one. The violence starts again. The drinking escalates. Um, as, uh, here's a good example of when I, you know, would try to control my drinking. There's, uh, I was in a relationship with someone. I was in college at the time, and I had two little kids by this time. 
I was just sort of running wild. Thought I was a, you know, free spirit hippie chick, but really I was a neglectful mother and um, and a, uh, a victim of domestic violence and a perpetrator of domestic violence. And so uh, this man and I decided, well, obviously drinking is causing us to, you know, have these physical altercations, so um, we'll quit drinking. So we did not drink for three weeks, and we still beat the living crap out of each other and had the same horrendous fights. And then, of course, we decided, well, see, it wasn't the drinking, so we had to celebrate and went out to the local bar. Um, that happened again, almost the identical thing in another relationship, and and then finally, I moved back to Los Angeles. I had gotten my teaching credential when I was up north and moved back to Los Angeles to get a job being near my family. And um, that's when things just, you know, uh, the horrendous loneliness of the end of drinking for an alcoholic is something only we know about. And I was, um, I was desperate and desperately in fear, desperately alone, even though I had people around me. You know, I tried my old go hang out in dive bars and hang out with lots of crazy people, but I never felt like I was with people. It always felt very, very alone. And, uh, you know, I had a series of relationships, just that kind of uh, went hand in hand with my drinking. And um, again, got progressively violent and crazy. And uh, my final drinking relationship ended up in a, someone who had completely destroyed my house. Um, I mean, literally broke every dish, the cast iron pans, turned over the refrigerator, broke it. My two little kids were in the house. Um, everything breakable in the house was broken. Uh, my neighbors called the police and took him away. And a few months later, I saw him and he was looking all good and uh, jogging by and decided he it was time to make amends to me and told me that he was going to AA. And I was like, well, thank God. You know, um, so happy for him. Still, and I mean, and this was only a few weeks before I went to my first meeting, but in still in absolute denial at that point. No, not thinking that. I mean, it was all him. It wasn't me. It was all him. And so, um, uh, that that New Year's New Year's Eve, I went out to a party with my niece, and uh, she was my drinking buddy, and we got, you know, horribly wrecked, like like you do on New Year's. And I ended up just being my usual, you know, insane, embarrassing, um, demoralizing self and uh, smashing a guy's glass table and trying to make out with the host um, right in front of his wife, you know, and those were mild behaviors. But still, for some reason, I woke up the next morning on my niece's couch and she came out with a beer for the hair of the dog morning and... Um, and I said, no. So somehow my ex who had talked about AA and I had seen the change in him had planted that seed. So that week I went to my first meeting and then, uh, you know, shaking and horrified and stood up and said I was an alcoholic. And then that was it. I just knew my life was over and I would never have fun again. I remember my first thought was, I'll, I'll never dance again. I'll never dance again. And I was so sad. Um, then the second meeting I went to, there was this woman who I worked with. She worked at the same school where I worked, uh, and later we came to find out, come, 
I don't know, I can't speak English anymore. Uh, later, we found out that we also drove identical cars, lived three doors away from each other, had kids the same age, and coincidence after coincidence, which actually we always say is God smashing us together. Um, and she became my sponsor, and that's uh, your, your speaker tonight. And uh, we began a journey of unbelievable uh, joy and revelations and walking every morning, doing prayers, and just everything was wide open and more color and vivid, and the loneliness was falling away. And, you know, we go to meetings, and I just felt so connected. I, I never was one of those people who thought, oh, this is not for me. I mean, I felt um, that I had found my home from my first meeting. I, I'm one of those very lucky people. It was just like, this is it. I heard people talk about the way alcohol affected them and, and laughing about the things that were, you know, would have been horrifying to others. And I thought, this is it, you know. Um, like I said earlier, I found my tribe. And um, so Susan and I began this 30-year uh, journey of, uh, you know, first working the steps. I had to work all my steps in the first year, and I... I did that by um, by my first birthday. Um, there was a lot of eye-opening revelations, you know, with, with uh, some of the steps that I was sure I had heard everyone I ever met. And so I had about 500 people on my amends list. And, and Susan very wisely said, you probably don't really need to see that guy you saw for one night. Um, he's probably not really, you know, his heart probably isn't broken over you. And, you know, various things like that. So whittled down my list to a, to a manageable amount. And, you know, finding out that all those things that I thought were um, assets that either turned out to be defects or turned out to be extremely self-centered. You know, as I said earlier, I fancied myself a hippie chick and thought I was just like, you know, I did all this uh, volunteer work and, I, you know, I thought I was um, – really doing something for the world. And instead I was neglecting my children, uh, getting myself in sicker and sicker situations, driving drunk with my kids in the car. I mean, it goes on and on, you know, the horror stories of, of a woman alcoholic, which, um, uh, you know, probably most of us have been in similar situations. But um, so working the steps, literally changed me then and it still changes me every day we've worked the steps many times since then um you know she was my sponsor was there for me and aa was there for me when i was six years sober my grandson was killed my first grandson and um but then you were also with me when my next grandson was born and i got to celebrate life um you know, I just don't know how people do it without what we have, with this incredible gift we get. Um, when people say I'm a grateful alcoholic, a lot of people think that sounds really, you know, ridiculous. But we who know what it does, um, we know that being an alcoholic is a gift once we find each other. And um, I'm just really, really happy to be here tonight. I can't tell you how much seeing your faces has uh made my day better. And I really look forward to hearing my sponsor. Thank you so much.